you know, we're back talking about really learning how to live in true acceptance that you've been accepted by the Father first because of your relationship with Him through the Lord Jesus. And then secondly, that you start accepting and, and believing in the original blueprint that He put inside of you and the authenticity of you and your lived out wonderfulness because you were fearfully and wonderfully made as you exercise from that blueprint, find those gifts, talents, and ability, walk your life out. It brings a, a, a life through you and you start living fully alive because you live from the state of your authentic original self that God put in you before you were born. It's just, it, you know, it, this for me has been kind of a life journey to get to this point, but really over the last two to probably four years, I started realizing how much if I would just live from the things he put inside of me that he has me destined for, my blueprint, my dreams, my desires, the, the things, my goals, the things that he put inside of me before I was born, if I would learn to find those and live from that, that actually I would be fully alive and free and walking out a life that most people very, and I didn't for years, ever touch and it's so freeing to know that you just need to be the best you. And obviously, when I say that, because I am a personal growth kind of nut, basically. I kid people. I've thrown more books away than most people have ever read about personal growth over my lifetime. But the reason that I, I was reading them in the beginning is I just wanted to be successful, I just wanted to have wealth. I just wanted to have enough money to take care of my family, which is nothing wrong with any of those things. But I, I realized that I was driven out of that same intensity and because and, I just wanted to be successful. And I really, in the in my back of my heart's mind, I really wanted to be successful so I'd be accepted by other people. Well, look, if, if, if the reason you want to be successful in whatever you're doing is because you want to be uh, accepted by other people, life's going to be hell on earth for you forever because the people that you want to accept you might or might not and some will or will not and the ones you usually want to won't and the ones that you don't care if they accept you or not are the ones who do it's just kind of a weird dynamic but what i started realizing for me and is why am i why do i keep repeating these patterns and this is what i want to get across to you in here is so why why do i create keep creating the same emotional destructive downturns in my life because this keeps happening. What is it about me that's doing that? Because look, at the end of the day, people, other people are not your problem. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. Not. This great scene in the first movie, Cree, there's a movie called Cree, which is where Rocky Balboa is training um, Apollo Creed's son. It's the first one. There's two of them. It's just called Creed. I think the second one's Creed too. But there's this great scene when Rocky's training the young man and he takes him in front of a mirror and he said, I want you to box that person there. That person there is always your opponent and challenge, not the person in the ring. And as he's boxing, he said, I want you to punch and then I want you to duck like he's punching you. And basically, all it was was him standing in front of a mirror looking at himself. Let me tell you something. The man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror is always your greatest obstacle, not the person in the ring. 
not the job, not the success, not your wife's problems or your children's problems or uh, your boss's problems or your employment problems or your your challenge with relating to a local church or having your heart uh, you know right with the Lord. You know what the problem is? It's always the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. That's your obstacle to overcome the parts that are not supposed to be there, which we talked a little bit on the back, uh, uh, the, the last talk. But here's what I want you to get. So number three, and so you can, if, you have, if you're journaling, you can write this down. Boundaries. <laughs> Do you have any? <laughs> Look, most of our problems in life and relationships, whether they be at work, whether they be with our family, whether they be with our mate, is typically boundary issues. And look, it's like I can give you kind of a way of looking at it so you can understand, but basically there's a little tight circle in your life, which is your inner circle. If you draw it on a piece of paper, a little circle that probably would have, if you're married and have kids, let's just use that as as an example, would probably have you, your wife, and, uh, and are either your wife, if you're a woman, you and your husband and your kids in that circle and maybe like your parents and, uh, you know, both sets of parents and maybe grandparents. That would be kind of your inner circle boundary where there was, and maybe there's a couple friends in there that have been lifelong friends. That would be your like inner circle core team right there that, that, that you can trust and love and they love you regardless and, and have you have relationship with it a lot at a whole lot of depth, Okay. But then you take a pen, if you will, in your journal and draw a second circle bigger around that center circle, that one circle. And when you go out there, the boundaries are different layers of people. And you keep drawing those circles until you get out maybe five or six circles from the core circle, where at the very outside circle would probably be strangers you're just meeting. And each layer of people get certain access to your heart. And if you let everyone have access to your heart and, and, and interact the same way as you do with the people you trust the most, you are going to be hurt all the time. Okay, so you kind of figure out how you want to uh, represent boundaries as you're thinking about this. But here's the deal. If you don't have healthy boundaries, and this is what it looks like for me, it's learning how to say yes and also say no and be okay with either. In lots of ways, in lots of areas, business, wife, husband, children, friends, deep relationships, whatever, okay? So you'll have to figure that out for yourself. But if you always say yes when you want to say no, you don't have healthy boundaries. And if you continually just want to say no and you want to be isolated from the whole world and exist alone as a hermit, you don't have healthy boundaries either. So you have to learn, and I don't know what that looks like for you, but for me, my backdrop is I grew up in a broken home and a family that, and, and, and it hurt my heart that my mom and dad divorced. I'm cool with it now because I realized they probably needed to, but most of my childhood, I, was, I, I wasn't rejected, if you will, but I wanted, I longed for me to have a family. And my stepdad, who I call him my other dad because he's been more of a dad to me in a lot of ways, and in, in, in especially growing up because I was with him more. Uh, and in older life, we, we've played golf together for years. So I mean, been vacated together. I'm just, I love him to pieces. But 
something inside of me as a young child made me yearn to have my father, my true father, except as my biological father. And nothing else would fix that. And so as I grew up, I started looking for ways to get that acceptance, which I talked a little bit about in the first talk. But he was a tough cat. And, you know, the thing that he respected was hard work. So when I went to live with him, I mean, he about worked me to death. And, and I pretty much hated him for it. Uh, for about five or six years that I lived on the farm with him and my stepmother, who is a whole other story and I'm not going to get into. But at that point in time, I got to the realizing that he's not going to love me like I want him to love me because he can't. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it like that. I know that now, but when I was a child, I felt rejected because I'm like, he just wants to work the hell out of me. and He doesn't care about me anyways. He just, you know, that's kind of the way I seen it as a, a young teenager. So you know what I did? Well, here's the deal. We always found a crowd to be accepted by. So I ended up in sex, drugs, and rock and roll for about seven or eight years from the time I was a young teenager until I was about 20, 21 years old. And uh, ended up in some pretty, uh, you know, dire straits and some bad places and so on and so forth. I won't go through the story, but all that was was me looking for acceptance through medication, through people's approval, through being with a club, so to speak. This is why gangs are prevalent, because we want to be accepted, and we don't care what it takes many times, especially when we feel broken on the inside. So as I grew into a young adult in business, I still didn't have healthy boundaries <laughs> because I didn't even understand boundaries. I had no one to teach me boundaries, and the people who wanted to teach me boundaries, I didn't know if I wanted theirs you know, because I was still fairly a mad child inside as a young adult. Well, I used all that energy to build a successful company over about 20 years. And uh, from the time I was in my early 20s until I was in my early 40s, and I grew up in a, uh, my wife and I recommitted our lives to the Lord at around 20 years old. And we committed to going to a local church. And, and I had a, what I call my father in the faith for about 20 years who discipled me and so on and so forth, great relationship. And so my life went on a positive track for about 20 years. And, and, and you know, I, but in that whole time, I had still not understood healthy boundaries. I didn't even know how to spell the word, kind of like patience. And so what ended up happening was uh, I hit a rough patch with my spiritual father when I was about 42, 43 years old. We hit a wall. And, and I was a son. See, one of my things I can remember when I was in the sixth or seventh grade in middle school, that I would stand at the end of my driveway waiting for the bus, and I would, I would be crying. And I was talking to the Lord because I had a, what I think was a born-again experience when I was 11. Um, I had some encounter with the Lord at 11. I look back on it now, I think that's when I gave my heart to the Lord. But Regardless, we recommitted at about 20. But when I was in sixth or seventh grade, that was after that moment, I would stand at the end of my driveway waiting for that bus, and I would ask the Lord, why, is my, why can my family not live together? You know, my dad and mom. And I, I, I want to be, be a son. And I didn't use those words. I can't remember exactly, but I wanted my dad to, to love me. 
basically. So I, as I grew older, I realized all I ever want to be is a son. So I became a son. The reason I tell you that story is I became a son in this ministry and to this pastor and to, and he was a spiritual father and it was a great relationship. It wasn't negative, but as I grew up, and I started thinking for myself and started developing some, you know, uh, my own internal relationship with the Lord and, and so on and so forth. We hit a couple spots where I realized that he and I were not going the same way anymore. Not that he didn't love the Lord. He wasn't doing anything negative or wrong. He just, there were certain beliefs he had that I started seeing they weren't, comp- they were cracks in those and that they we didn't really like, I can't keep going this path. And, and, and I'll just leave it at that because it wasn't anything immoral or illegal or anything. It was just, it was just natural differences in him and how he viewed, uh, kind of the world from the kingdom and me and my view as I developed over about 20 years. So I said, all that to say this, I still didn't have healthy boundaries at 42 years old, believe it or not. I didn't understand them. And all of a sudden we, him and I hit this wall and it, we broke. In other words, we hit such a spot and we had several meetings in closed doors with just him and I talking out these issues. And, you know, it it just didn't work out. And the very thing I had supported for almost 20 years of my life, the thing I found juice and life in, the faint thing I found acceptance in, I was a son uh, to him, and I was one of the primary leaders at this ministry that people looked up to. In one moment, it was over because I left, because I felt dis- devalued and disconnected from my spiritual father because we couldn't work through these processes. And I seen these areas that needed to be fixed, not in him necessarily, but the way things were happening in the ministry. And he would actually agree that we should do something about him, but then he never would. And so eventually I just could not stay in that anymore. And I left. And when I left, it broke me in a way like I had a death in the family or I had experienced a divorce. And that's how I felt. I felt broken. I felt um, disapproved, disowned, rejected. Uh, I mean, every kind of negative feeling that you could feel when you've had someone you really love and care for and look up to in your life, and all of a sudden, because you have this severe uh, disagreement and and can't get the thing right, there's this severe breakup, so to speak, and and, and it just broke some things in me. And uh, boy, I, I, because I, I thought I would spend the rest of my life with him, and we'd build this great thing for the kingdom, and we'd you know have an impact on our city, and so on and so forth. All of a sudden, in one moment, just like that, it was taken. And I then I guess what the question was: Who am I now? You know why? Because I didn't have healthy boundaries. I didn't ha- I had allowed things to come into the inner sanctum circle where only a few people could live. And I had given the depths of, of some of my heart to people who didn't do likewise. And it wasn't ne- negative, it was me. And I want you to get this, I'm not pointing fingers at others. It was my lack of healthy boundaries of coming from a broken home and never learning how to develop healthy boundaries even in my marriage with my wife, who I've been together with for 37 years married, 
we did not have healthy boundaries because both of us grew up in the drug culture. There were no boundaries in the drug culture. And we didn't feel like there were boundaries in our homes because both of us come from broken homes. So as we went into our adult life, building business, building a life, building marriage, and building our spiritual life, we didn't have boundaries there either. And the reason I'm going down this story to tell you is not to tell you about how rough it was for me. I'm trying to find, you need to find you in that picture. And this is where I want you, if you have a journal, I want you to kind of write some of those rough spots in your life down, maybe one sentence and why you keep telling yourself the same story and you keep reacting and you keep uh, not allowing yourself to have healthy boundaries. Why is that? Because if you can find out, you know, here's the deal for me. If you can find out why you do something, you can probably get the empowerment. Number one, the grace of God will come into your life. But if you ain't figuring out why you're doing it, you're going to keep repeating the pattern. So what I want to do is be an example of giving you my life story, so to speak, in some bits and pieces, enough for you to say, okay, oh my God, that's why I do that. Or I didn't even realize that. Or And the light bulb comes on and then you start realizing, oh, I've got to allow the grace of God to touch this, but yet I've got to start developing another story like we talked about on the last one. So anyways, as I started as... I was in my early 40s, 42, 43, right along in that time frame. It was 2000. It was fall of 2004. I felt broken, like life would never be what I thought it was going to be. And, it, and, and the very thing I had spent 20 years of my life was destroyed overnight. Okay? So just get that picture in your mind. This is the way I was feeling. Little did I realize, you know, one of the things I started developing at that time is that in those moments of great crisis and contradiction, is usually when the greatest change can come in your life that will empower you to live where you never thought it existed because that's exactly what happened. And I, I, I won't go through the whole story, but um, pretty much about uh, all of the rest of 04, which was about two or three months of that year left, and then all of 05, I had to vent out all of the destructive things I felt in my heart that happened to me over that time and the, and the disapproval, disconnection, disenvironment, dis, whatever that I felt, whether they pushed that on me or not, that's the way I felt. I had to process through that for about a year and three or four months. And then this thing, and people who know me know the story, and I'm not going to go into it. But and then 06 came, 2006, and I started having fresh sight because I had some grace given to me by the Father, and he started putting his fingers on things in my heart and started making me well and giving me the power to tell a different story and to accept, be accepted because I was accepted from him and him alone. And then also starting to realize my part in all of this dysfunction was a lack of healthy boundaries. And so that was a process that happened for pretty much a whole year in 06, and uh, it was incredibly freeing, uh, life-giving, and it, it was it was unreal. Some moments it felt like it was magical in lots of moments in 06, but that came on the other side of the greatest contradiction and the greatest collapse in my own heart and my own internal life that I'd ever had since I'd become an adult. So when things like that happen to you, realize that 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 even if you caused them, okay, that number one, there's a boundary issue 
for you to be feeling the way you're feeling and reacting that way, if that's what you're doing. And then number two, that the road could literally rise up to meet you in a way that you've never experienced before, because this is how the Father rolls, I'm telling you it is. And if you've never experienced that, I'm praying you will experience that. But I want to kind of end here because I think I've given you enough meat, if you will, to kind of think about your own boundaries. Maybe here at the end, you can write down, you know, maybe some some lack of areas that you've protected your heart from people. Maybe you've let people say things to you that you know are not right. Maybe you've let people put you down. Maybe you've let your parents try to tell you things about you that maybe they weren't as good of parents as they should have been. Or maybe some of your mentors said you'll never be good enough to do this or something. And, and write some of those things down and then take time and just set before the Lord, and say, okay, what do you say? And give, write down the things you hear and feel. And I'll guarantee you they will completely destroy all the negative statements you wrote down. Take time and do that when this ends, please, because it, it, it'll, it'll be great for you. You'll always have a journal where you can go back and remember when those things were destroyed, even if they pop up in the future, which they probably will if it's been a repeated pattern because it's a habit, Right then you can go back to that journal and say, oh, no, 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 this is what the Lord says. I'm accepted by him if I'm not accepted by anybody else. And start creating healthy boundaries and thinking for yourself. And that's where we're going to end this one. And I'm going to leave you with that thought. And I also want you to live free. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember to hit subscribe. If you would like to know more about what I do and how I could possibly help you, then visit me at www.donwlong.com. Also check out the course, Selling from the Soul.